Hello and welcome everyone to episode 27 of the Ducky O'Brien Show. Today I'll be covering a bunch more indie games. I finally finished writing the articles and I'm going to read them to you. We got Stocks 9800 Stock Market Sim. This is a kind of retro anime inspired stock market simulator. It's pretty okay but I'm pretty bad at these games. And then we got Super Catboy which is a pretty cool looking retro platformer. I do have some issues with the gameplay and the feel of the mechanics, but overall it's pretty solid. Then we have Trapane 2, which is a very old school FPS game. A lot of people have been comparing it to Fear. I haven't played it because I was scared when I was a young lad, so I didn't touch it. And then we have We Stay Behind, which is an interactive narrative. It's a bit slow, but the story is intriguing. Okay, let's get started with Stonks 9800. Stonks 9800 is a stock market simulator with retro vibes and some inspiration from anime. The game seems to give the impression that you are a salaryman day trader. The core of the game is simple and straightforward. You have a stock market ticker to track stock prices, and then you can decide to buy, sell, or short sell stock accordingly. This is the core mechanic of the game, and it does feel somewhat like a stock market sim, albeit simplified. There is more depth for those wanting a more hands-on playthrough. You can view each company's profile and check the stats and history of the CEO and board members. Now, I'm not entirely sure how the mechanics work, but the stats and history do seem to have an impact on how effectively the companies run, and may also foreshadow possible scandals or mishandling of the company that may arise in the future. Other than detailed statistics, you have to manage your own health and happiness meters as well. By renting a larger apartment, buying a better car, and increasing your daily allowance, you can increase your happiness meter while decreasing how quickly your stress meter accumulates. This is a simple overhead mechanic to make sure you're always making more profit. I guess money really does buy happiness in this game. There is also an implication that by not taking care of yourself, your health will deteriorate to the point that it will impact the game. I didn't manage to reach this point even though I was a spendthrift, so I guess it takes a long while before anything triggers in the game. Now, if there was all there was to this game, the gameplay loop may get tedious for some, but thankfully sporadic phone calls break up the tedium of looking at a graph all day. Although, for EVE Online players, looking at spreadsheets all day may seem like heaven. These phone calls are pretty random and can range from friends wanting to hang out, to shady folk approaching you with very questionable business opportunities, to daytime excursions to bet on horse races or lose money in a pachinko parlor. Never bet on clear sky by the way, that horse will dash your hopes and dreams, and more importantly, your bank account. Now these phone calls are not just to break up the gameplay and offer minigames as a distraction. They actually serve a purpose for different aspects of the game. Hanging out with friends will increase money spent, but drastically decrease your stress meter. Going out to bars will also give you the possibility to network with CEOs and give you an insider edge for investment. You may also get approached with some very questionable opportunities to invest in businesses, or get information for possible insider trading. The game doesn't track your ethical behavior, but it does give you moments where you have to choose between your ethics and potentially easy and massive return on investment. Most of these events take place through written descriptions, so it does feel more like a visual novel at times. 
with the exception of playing pachinko, which has active controls. Actively losing money is what I like to call it. Overall, Stocks 9800 does a decent job of scratching that itch for people wanting a stock market sim. It's a bit on the simpler side, but the nostalgic aesthetics and the random events triggered through phone calls does add an extra layer to the gameplay. For additional information, the game has a current review score of 95% positive with a total of 195 reviews as of this writing. The game was developed and published by Turnox. It was released on July 17, 2023 with an MSRP of $9.99 US dollars. I did receive a free key from Keymailer. Thank you to the lovely person who approved my request. I spent a total of 3.3 hours playing the game and currently have an achievement score of 5 out of 63. I am very bad at investing stocks. Moving on to the next game, Super Catboy. Super Catboy is a platformer that takes heavy inspiration from the classics. The pixel art style looks fantastic, and a lot of the game comes so close to being as pixel perfect as the art. The game does a lot right. The art is the most obvious since it's the most visible and at the forefront of the game. It looks fantastic, and there is a lot of attention to detail establishing set pieces as well as the cutscenes. The attention to detail extends past the aesthetics to the level design as well. There is a deliberate and obvious homage to the platforming games of yore. You get what used to be standard level designs such as having a dedicated level where you ride a minecart for the entire duration. Love it or hate it, minecarts are here to stay. Minecart carnage from Donkey Kong Country may come to mind for some. You also get a level where you ride a vehicle and race against other vehicles. Personally speaking, I remember having an exceptionally difficult time as a child with the sewer level from Turtles in Time. Even with the art and level design just simply oozing with nostalgia, the game lacks pixel-perfect polish of the classic platformers. While the game may look and even sound like the classics, it just never quite manages to feel the same. There are many small and seemingly insignificant reasons that add up to make the game as a whole feel like it's lacking in some way. I'm not saying the game isn't good, it's actually quite fantastic for the most part, but these little imperfections do hamper the experience and prevent Super Catboy from reaching the same heights as the older titles. For starters, the invincibility frames after taking damage were too short. I won't go into this too much because thankfully this was fixed after an update, but boy did it feel terrible falling onto a spike floor and being unable to recover because you would take damage again way too quickly. Another reason is that some enemies do not telegraph their attacks and you take damage as soon as the attack is launched, giving no time to avoid the damage. The earliest example I can think of is fighting the mole boss. The mole, in classic mole fashion, will dig underground and then dig back up at a random location the problem is there is no telegraphing of the attack, so as soon as the mole digs up you will take damage. This makes it almost impossible to dodge by using your reflexes, and I had to jump up and hug either side of the level to avoid getting hit. This just makes the damage feel random and that not enough attention was given to the encounter. Yet another aspect of the game that adds to the overall feeling that something is lacking is the shooting. The gun in Super Catboy feels very lackluster to use. It doesn't shoot fast enough and there's not enough feedback so it doesn't feel like you are doing anything at all. 
Shooting and melee attacks are all you have, so having your range attack feel off makes the overall combat feel lacking. Once again, this isn't to say these are major problems with the game. The level design and boss encounters are enjoyable enough. The melee portion of the combat feels punchy and has some weight to it. It's just that these little imperfections do add up. For me, it feels like the developers didn't put enough thought and intentionality into the heart of what makes a platformer. A lot of the attention seems to have been focused on the more superficial elements such as the art, music, and the themes of the levels, while the very heart of the game, how the movement and combat feel, was overlooked. This is by no means a reason to skip the game entirely. Super Catboy has some genuinely great moments. I especially like the level design for one section of the game where you had to explore four different areas of a mansion to collect four pieces of a key to open a secret door. Each area felt different from each other and this was all in just one section of the level. In addition to some of the levels having an interesting design, there's a lot of replayability as well. You are encouraged to go back and replay the levels to get 100% completion. This involves collecting all the coins, defeating all the enemies, collecting all the secret cast statue pieces in one run. This isn't as tedious as one would think thanks to most of the levels being relatively short and the goals being very attainable. The cutscenes are great as well and the game does a great job of segmenting levels between cutscenes and boss fights to create a nice flow of action and narrative. Overall, Super Catboy does a lot right but forgets to give enough thought to the most important part of platformers, the feel of the movement and combat. This results in a game where everything looks like it should be great at first glance, but you're constantly hit with the feeling that something is missing the more you play the game. For additional information, the game currently has a review score of 82% positive with a total of 81 reviews as of this writing. The game was developed by Pixel Pogo, it was published by Assemble Entertainment, and it was released on July 24, 2023 with an MSRP of $9.99 US dollars. I did receive a free key from Keymailer, thank you to the catastic, sorry for the cat pun, person who approved my request. I have currently spent a total of 4.1 hours playing the game so far, and there are no achievements. Okay, moving on to Japan 2. Boy, this game is... I like this game a lot. Alright, why don't we get into it? Japan 2 seems a little basic in terms of modern game design. There are no progression tracks, no meters constantly going up for completing pointless micro-tasks and manipulating you into playing the game for far longer than you'd wanted to. That is a long run-on sentence. There aren't a bazillion guns that mostly perform the same with hundreds of mundane modifications. What Trapang 2 does have, however, is fun and it has it in droves. The game harkens back to simpler times, where the main focal point of the game design was fun and not player engagement metrics. Trapang 2 trades the fluff of modern games for pure, unadulterated, high-octane action. Sure, the game looks simple and the levels may feel sparse, but it more than makes up for the lack in aesthetics with very smooth movement and gunplay. The shooting in Trapang 2 feels amazing. You can rip through enemies very quickly and efficiently. You can't aim down sights for most guns, so you do have to move quickly and shoot even faster to dispose hordes of enemies. There's simply no time to think. Added on top of this is the excellent movement system that adds a burst of frenetic energy to situations and just overall increases the level of chaos in the game. 
You can slide very quickly underneath obstacles and towards enemies. The slide will knock enemies down. To make things even crazier, you can slide towards an enemy, grab them as they get knocked, throw them immediately into the air, and then blast them in the face, all while still sliding. You can even activate a bullet time ability to slow things down and bask in the glorious chaos. Whenever things get a bit frantic, you can activate a temporary stealth ability to reposition yourself and catch a breather. You will need to use this a few times in certain parts of levels because you will be overwhelmed with enemies. Even then, thanks to the fast-paced nature of the game, those sections will be over quickly and leave you with a slight increase in adrenaline and sweaty palms. The gameplay isn't the only thing reminiscent of classic FPS titles. There's a slight shift from straight-up action to horror as the game progresses. You'll run into screaming cultists carrying molotovs in both hands, definitely bringing back memories of the crazy enemies in Serious Sam. After encountering the cultists, you'll start running into monstrosities with slightly creepy undertones in the levels. Most people compare the game to the classic horror FPS Fear, which is high praise for Trepang 2 in my humble opinion. You'll run into fast zombies with explosive and corrosive flesh, a vampire-like bat creature that I affectionately call Morbius, and even aggressive Hulk-like creature. The action is always fast-paced and the shooting fun, and now there are slight undertones of unease and anxiety thanks to the horror elements. It truly manages to combine all these components into a complete package that's fun to explore. Trepain 2 is just simple fun, and I hope more game developers focus on how to make a game more fun instead of focusing so much on engagement metrics. You can't measure fun through numbers, you have to experience it, and that's something that's getting lost these days. For additional information, the game currently has a review score of 94% positive with a total of 3,888 reviews as of this writing. The game was developed by Trepang Studios, it was published by Team17, it was released on June 21st, 2023 with an MSRP of $29.99. I did receive a free key from Keymailer, thank you to the rad person who approved my request. Currently, I have spent a total of 6.8 hours playing the game and have an achievement score of 21 out of 49. Okay, moving on to the final game we have We Stay Behind. I got a demo key from the publisher in my email. I do like this publisher a lot. Uh, the first, one of the first games I reviewed was Luna the Shadow Dust. I forgot the exact title, but I remember the game and Sparklight, so. <laughs> they're they're one of the first people that gave me a chance. That's that's crazy. Anyways, before I start, I would like to mention this is an interactive narrative, so there'll be a lot of reading. I don't know if they're gonna add in voice dialogue that might come in. I don't know, but putting that as a heads up in case people want to tune out because it is all reading so far. All right, why don't we get into it? We Stay Behind seems to be an interactive narrative from what I've gleaned from the demo. You play the role of a reporter investigating a small town that is under imminent threat of being completely destroyed by a falling asteroid. Some of the townspeople have chosen to stay despite the danger, and it's your job to investigate why. The game starts off feeling like a very calm and wholesome interactive narrative, but as you talk to the townsfolk, that feeling starts to change into something else entirely. There's this constant eerie undertone, with hints at something more sinister lurking in the shadows. It honestly gave me the same uneasy feeling that something was wrong with the town, like in the show Twin Peaks. 
You learn about a young woman who disappeared under very mysterious circumstances. The rumor was that she was investigating what she believed to be a monstrous creature living in the woods. There seems to be something off with the town, and nobody seems to be willing to talk about it. As you interview each of the townsfolk, you finally meet one that seems to be more honest about what is going on with the town. They mention the constant headaches and nightmares which you also seem to suffer from after arriving at the town. The person seems to be under extreme stress and fears something unmentioned, and the interview ends abruptly after an angry outburst. After you go to sleep, you awaken to the sound of a massive explosion, and you find that person's house is now completely engulfed in flames. What a cliffhanger to the demo! There's so many unanswered questions. And we're only left with the feeling that something is completely wrong with the town and the people living in it. As for the game itself, it probably will not appeal to a lot of people, as it's essentially an interactive narrative, and the narrative is delivered mostly through text. There's going to be a lot of reading. It's possible voice actor lines of dialogue will be added, but I couldn't tell from the demo. As for the narrative, it's definitely a slow build, but by the end of the demo, I was left with feelings of mystery, intrigue, and possibly something sinister lurking in the shadows. For additional information, the game is not out yet, but you can download the demo on Steam. The game was developed by Backwoods Entertainment and Application Systems Heidelberg. The game was published by Application Systems Heidelberg, and the game will be coming out soon. And I currently have no pricing information. I did receive a key from the publisher. Thank you once again, Ash. Currently, I've spent a total of 2.3 hours playing the demo. Okay, that's gonna be it for today's episode. Thank you once again for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you wanna reach out and contact me, you can feel free to email me at duckyobrienshow@gmail.com. Once again, the email is d u c k y o b r i e n. S H O W at gmail dot com. The email once again is Ducky O'Brien Show at gmail dot com. I am definitely trying my best. I burnt out doing games coverage, but after not doing it for a while, you know what? I missed it. There's something about playing games, just immersing yourself in the world of video games and video game development that I just can't get enough of. I am pretty tired of playing games just for fun, but I love covering games and breaking them down. Also, I do see people downloading my show and listening to it. It's probably friends and family supporting me. If it's a stranger, I don't know who you are, but thank you so much for listening to my show. I don't deserve any of y'all. I really do appreciate it. That's gonna be it. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And as always, hope you guys are staying safe and staying out there. And I will catch you guys next time.